Let's revisit uh, our housing story. We spoke to West Vancouver uh, District Mayor uh, Mark Sager uh, at 4 o'clock. Uh, his community is one of 10 municipalities that were handpicked by the province to so increase housing starts. Uh, West Vancouver District has to make about uh, 1,432 uh, new housing uh, units by 2028. It's a five years that the, the provincial government gives them now. Of the 60,000 that the, the province has need to be built uh, within the next five years, half of them, just under half, are from Vancouver. Uh, and it's an interesting list because you've got big cities like Vancouver, uh, but there's no Surrey, which is the second largest municipality in um, uh, in the province, no Burnaby, uh, third largest, uh, no uh, Richmond, the fourth largest. Uh, and you do have Victoria there in um, uh, Delta and Abbotsford, fast-growing communities as well, uh, Saanich as well. But uh, is this the right way to go, uh, uh, especially uh, because there's so many small ones as well? Oak Bay <laughs> on Vancouver Island is expected to build 664 housing units within the next five years. So uh, not a lot. Uh, joining me now to talk a little bit about the list and, and whether or not this is the right way to go in regards to a, a housing naughty list is Andy Yan. He's an urban planner and aging professor at Simon Fraser University. Andy, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon. First of all, your thoughts overall of this housing naughty list and, and the the targets that have been now given to these communities to build 60,000 additional housing units over the next five years. Well, I think the first thing is that it's certainly ambitious. I think that there are some details that are, I think, show a, a certain amount of thoughtfulness in the in the numbers of of units that are being expected that to occur in these municipalities and and challenging. I think that this that some of these numbers are going to be very challenging, particularly in this kind of interest rate environment. That uh, really, how will these uh, municipalities uh, produce these numbers when it's not the municipalities that have any control over things like interest rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you um, think this list is a good list? And, and, and I'm not talking about Vancouver, but mm-hmm. is Oak Bay a priority? Even West Van with you know 1,400 housing units, Oak Bay at 664, Port Moody mm-hmm. 1,694. Mm-hmm. Is that where the priority should be in your mind? Well, it's an interesting question because of really what it means to say comparing to what they've done in the last five years. And you'll actually find that in certain cases, um, it's it's actually uh, if, if, if certain municipalities are able to kind of keep in pace to what they've done in the last five years, there isn't going to be that much of a challenge towards the production of raw numbers. But I think at the same time, the when you talk about Oak Bay, uh, Oak Bay is interesting because um, so little has actually occurred over the last <laughs> five years. Um, you actually find that it's going to have to somehow uh, produce an additional 133 units per year over the next five years when over the previous five years it produced 39. So basically, Oak Bay needs to step it up by 239% in terms of their housing production. And I think that it's really, I think, an uh, issue towards where. And I think that what, what, you, what you touched upon is a really important point, is that it's not only about Vancouver, but about Metro Vancouver. How, do the, how does the entire region take upon challenges like supportive housing, like rental, and like, how, and, and like units that, are, that have three or more bedrooms? So I think that you really touched upon a really important point. Is The question isn't just how many, but where. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
The issue uh, in regards to um, just some of these cities do have, and, I, and I've covered, I was a city hall reporter for a lot of years, and mm-hmm. you get really, you know, people care about their communities and they're out and about challenging, questioning, pushing, prodding on a variety of issues that uh, will change the character of a neighborhood potentially. But you get so mm-hmm. many of these groups, associations, neighborhood alliances. Uh, some would argue that this list in some way gives uh, these city councillors and mayors cover to say, you know what, if somebody says no, or you got a group of NIMBYs, you can now push back mm-hmm. saying, we're on this list. If we don't build this, the province is going to approve them. So let us build them so that at least they can fit into the character uh, of the neighbourhood, or somebody in far-off Victoria is going to do it for you. Well, I think it's it's perhaps some cover, but then it's also funding. I think that it's important to acknowledge that the provincial government has actually looked at building capacity within the municipalities when it comes to infrastructure. Now, the issue isn't only about the federal, the, sorry, the provincial government. It's really the federal government. Will the federal government step out? step up in terms of their commitments towards uh, developing housing that is at the right at that is at the sizes through which Canadians want i think that this is really an ongoing challenge because it's not only just the raw number of houses of of housing dwell you know dwelling units that people want to live in but what kind are they what, how much are they compared to how much people can earn on local incomes so i think that this is in one way it does provide cover but yet at the same time the provincial government also needs to also show um, show up in turn, and, and the federal government needs to show up with funding and supports for the infrastructure behind this housing. Do you think it, the provincial government should have gone further and say, we will, let's just say if there's some extra dollars, and incentivize people to just build two and three bedrooms. Forget the one bedrooms. They're always going to be there. They're efficient. They're easy to build for developers. Let's focus mm-hmm. on two and three bedroom builds, whether it be condos or townhouses, and that should be the focus, the missing middle, and we'll find a way to get the those things approved or find funding so that we can accelerate the building of those. And let's not worry about single family homes or one bedroom condos. It's always the two and three bedrooms. That's all we're going to focus on. That's going to be, again, another kind of big issue because when we talk about the missing middle, it's not necessarily about form, but it's about a population group that the missing middle of households in incomes that I think have faced profound challenges, ongoing challenges in towards housing, in towards housing growing families. And I think that this is going to be, I think, a key element. I think that there, there was a recent survey um, over by Metro Vancouver that actually found out that uh, a typical resident and immigrant household want two bedrooms, that they on average want to be in, in a three, sorry, a three bedroom mm-hmm. unit. And, and then, and at the same time, the, the market is, is most able to produce studios in one bedrooms with some two bedrooms, but at the same time, very few three bedrooms that aren't, say, a penthouse or a sub penthouse in 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 these buildings. And I think that this is going to be, I think, something to observe when uh, with what kinds of supports the provincial government will produce in terms of three bedrooms. Now, to the credit of the of, of these targets, they do flesh out the need for three bedrooms, that there's a, it's not only, again, this raw numbers, but it's also the diversity. So it's one about not numbers, but diversity that I think, housing diversity that I think is, is an important, uh, is an important uh, statement in the, in these targets. But at the same time, it's the supports that are going to be key. Now, whether you like it or not, I think we finally have gotten to the point where federal, provincial, and municipal governments uh, are working generally in the right direction, getting housing built, whether through policy, accelerator fund, in this case with the federal government. Some people may not like specific programs, but at the same time, you realize very quickly 
there has to be greater coordination. Now, here you have the, uh, the housing minister, Sean Fraser, federal housing minister, supposed to come to, to Vancouver, make a big announcement in regards to Burnaby and mm-hmm. Surrey. All of a sudden, he tweets out 10 minutes before the minister of housing here in BC is about to release the, the numbers for the naughty list that, look, guess what? We're going to postpone this announcement uh, because of a proposed development cost charge increased by Metro Vancouver that wipes out yeah. whatever uh, uh, help that the federal government was providing in regarding getting rent built and now there seems to be a war of words between Burnaby and the feds and Surrey, Burnaby and the feds. I mean, it shows you that we still have a lot more to do in regards to coordinating our broader conversation around getting housing built in the region. Right. And you got to remember those development cost charges are in a large part connected towards infrastructure. Um, it's Metro Vancouver that's responsible for our water system, for our water and sewage system. And, you know, water and sewage is a pretty important infrastructure to have for increased growth. And I think that this is really where you can make things like wave off GST off of uh, purpose-built rental. But then at the same time, you still need that infrastructure spend that is occurring at, you know, that requires funding from the federal, provincial and local governments um, because the local government just can't carry that type of infrastructure uh, investment uh, without the senior level of government. And I think that this is, you, you touched on a really important point about that type of coordination and, and, and how much work there is still ahead for all levels of government. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Andy, thank you so much. This is a very complex issue, and there's many more times I'm sure we'll be talking on it because uh, I, you can see the focus on the municipal, provincial, and federal level. And I, I think that's great. It's just the greater coordination is is required and certainly focusing on, as you say, the missing middle and some of these other issues uh, to, to get this thing going as fast as possible uh, for the sake of uh, taxpayers. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Take care.